Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Spaghetti. S-D-P-P. The Steve Dangle Podcast. With your hosts, Steve Dangle, Adam Wilde, and Jesse Blake. It's the pre-speeding show. Yeah? Yeah. Um, uh, I noticed our, our good friend David Alter, our good friend Christopher Johnston. Mm. Uh, it, they're all over there right now. So Drew and Steve are leaving basically right after this show. Yeah. Nope. They're well, leaving like sorta. 13 hours from now. No, it's right after, Jesse. <laughs> uh, Toronto, at, it took, how uh, long did it take, you to, take him to drive in here today? 12 now. Okay. Yeah. Isn't your flight like tonight? Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's gonna take. A very we decided long time. to record early today, but then Toronto traffic said, "No, Steve, you can't be here early." Oh my God! <laughs> you, you just turned into a psychopath, like sitting in Toronto traffic. I'm like, I want to start a class action lawsuit against ourselves. We should so, all sue ourselves for how bad we are. I as think a collective. And I, th- I think you're gonna you're gonna have to just take that go train down and let Daddy pick you up. Oh, like the old days. You, you but not Jesse. Talk to me. Very <laughs> no, I'll walk. I will absolutely do that. Um, yeah, Jesse, can you start uh, also taking the train so we can not pick you up? Yes, I will. Oh, okay, sounds good. <laughs> so if you're unfamiliar with how the schedule is going to go, oh. um, because we mentioned it at the end of last uh, yesterday's show, we are going to do today. Today's going to be what I call an efficient show mm. because, um, frankly, we just did a show less than 12 hours ago. Oh, and, we'll or, sorry, see about that. Less than 24 hours ago, I guess. Uh, there are some stories, but we're going to save a lot of it because uh, come the end of the week, Saturday morning, we're going to record, and that's going to be a whopper. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that'll be all online. Uh, Steve will be recording from Sweden. What time will it be there? Have we figured that out? Uh, it'll be, it'll be a pretty normal time for me, like two, two Okay, 30. so it'll be like nine o'clock for us, though. Yeah. Are the uh, Leafs games at, eight. are they, are they local? To, I haven't even checked this, because it's I, 2 p.m. local on Friday, I believe they play, and that, then. No, that's 2 p.m. here. Uh, yeah, local to me. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, local, not so to you, Sweden boy. Friday's game <laughs> will be, uh, 2 p.m. Toronto, or 2 p.m. Eastern, whatever, 8 p.m. Stockholm. Okay. But Sunday's game. Here's me staring down the barrel of the camera because I feel like the majority of Leaf fans still don't know this. It's at 8 in the morning, Eastern. Sick. If you're a Western Leafs fan, you know, Christine, you know, you're, you're all the way out in BC. That's going to be on at 5 in the morning. Just letting you know. Cool. Just making sure you I, know. I like a Friday afternoon game. Yeah. That's fun. Yeah. Friday excited. afternoon is cool. Sunday. I don't know about Sunday morning. Ah, Sunday morning will be fine. Yeah. I, my partying days are behind me, so it's not like I'm waking up with a hangover. Oh, you'll be fine. Yeah. The only oh, thing is... Uh, it'll be great for dads. <laughs> for those of us F1 fans, the F1 race in Vegas is on at 1 in the morning, and then the Leafs game is on at 8 a.m., so I I don't know how my weekend's going to work. I might have to s- stay up from 1 to 8. I'm going to nap. <laughs> I'm going to go to bed at like 8 or 9, and then I'm going to get up for uh, the, the Vegas... Uh, when's the qualifying? Qualifying's early, too, isn't it? Qualifying is... I don't know the actual time, actually. Yeah, because I like I like a good qualifier, but maybe I'll just only get up for the race. Um, I'm excited for the the Vegas race. It's just going to be freaking late, so it's going to be a big uh, big sportsy weekend. Everything's going to be great. Uh, I think it's 10 p.m. local. 
Okay. I don't. I don't have it. Uh, have you guys? <laughs> I got to uh, figure it out. Have you and Drew, you know, gone through your passports, made sure nothing's expired? You got them all. Oh yeah, all don't packed. you worry, buddy. We're yeah. all checked. You guys in. packed? Oh yeah. Oh beautiful. Okay. I love the pre-check-in because it means nothing. It's like oh, you get to pre-check-in and not wait in line, except for when you show up, you do. I I'm worried that it's going to be hell at the airport, and the reason I'm worried is because I've started. You live to get, in Toronto. Well, that, and I've started to get cocky. Oh. You know, oh yeah, you got to show up uh, six hours before your flight. Otherwise, they're gonna international. It's got to be three hours. Like put a camera up your butt, or no? When? Whenever? I that like getting never in there. been the case for me. I like getting in there, and I like uh, I like lounging. I like just. I, this is how the conversation always goes. You need to be there three hours early. I go, no, you don't. And you go, yeah, but I like to get there. Early. The best place on earth is the Air Canada Lounge. I, I, I'm, I'm telling you right now, if you've never been to the Air Canada Lounge, yes. do it once in your life. It's, it's, the, it's the coolest place on earth. Adam, Everything is free. Adam's favorite spot to spill coffee. You, have you have you ever been to the Air Canada Lounge and you said, hey, I want an entire bottle of vodka that I can just pour in a glass because they have that. You want to talk? They have open bar that you pour yourself. It's crazy. But like, is everything okay? It's crazy. It is. It's crazy. But like, are you good? You want unlimited cookies? Oh, oh yeah. Air Canada Lounge. Like, and they're there for like, isn't Fat it? Like, language. There's like a omelet sometimes. You want mm -hmm. unlimited pasta? They have yeah. it. Air Canada Lounge. Oh. Going the healthy route? You need a salad? They got it. And the leaves aren't even wilted. It's like good salad. It's like good. Whoa, the people in there work hard. They're refreshing. You don't even you don't even have to take your plates back. They have people walking around consistently 24 hours a day, taking your plates back for you. Wow. Greatest place on earth. You see what's happened with Jesse? I've rubbed off on him. Ever had an aha? He's starting to talk a bit. Ever had an aha? Is that, uh, it's like LaCroix? Yeah, except better. <laughs> Unlimited. Air <laughs> Canada Lounge. An aha. Have an aha really? at the Air Canada Lounge. I think right. the best uh, brand of fizzy water is whoever chooses to sponsor us. Blue Monkey, also very good, but they don't have it. Never heard of Blue Monkey. Very good. These are all things I need to try. Yeah. Get your fizzy Never game up. I will. Yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> so, listen, I like to get there early. I like to get in. I like to relax. I like to do exactly what Jesse's saying. You're saying you'd rather sweat it out, be in line, get <laughs> yeah, ready for security. No, no, I think we should all like sit in the world's most... It's, it's like they got all the best scientists and they were like, let's make the least comfortable chairs known to man and put them all in the airport. No, I mean, listen, Pearson is the worst airport in the world. There's no question. Yeah. Uh, Except for the awards it receives every year for being the best airport which, in the world. By the way, hey, did you, hey guy, can I tell you guys about those awards? Yeah. Can I tell you about... So, like with Forbes, like, you know, you see the 30 under 30 list and all that. You know, they all pay for that. I believe it. So, um, I got an email the other day notifying me that I had won CEO... And that SDPN had won sports platform of the year at some British company. And they're like, for the low, low price of 7,000 GBP, you could be featured prominently in our magazine. They and I wanted like, 7,000 pounds? pounds. Pounds. To be featured yeah. in, in what? In, in some magazine. Uh, I'll, I'll, see, uh, I'll see if I can find a CEO of the year. Oh and, my god! And it's really funny because, like, uh, yeah, because they'll they'll send you like a little email, it'll be like confirming next steps for SDPN, and uh, it is it's I forget what it's called, but it's just one of the most ridiculous. I'm not even going to shout out the magazine because it's not worth it's not worth giving them the promo. No, <laughs> yeah, all of those don't things, all those awards you hear about. I I don't know if JD Power is that, but you know when shitty cars win a JD Power award, and you're like, how? 
Um, a lot of those awards are funded or self-funded. The Pearson Award was chosen by passengers, to be fair. Fuck off. No, so, it Drew, if you want to pull no, this up. was it? No, it was not. If you want to pull this up, uh, this is the Greater Toronto Airports Authority. Um, for the fifth year in a row, Toronto Pearson has been named Best Large Airport in North America by Airports Council International. World, the global trade representative of the world's airports. Uh, for the second year in a row, as chosen by passengers, Pearson also received the award for best hygiene measures by region in North America. It's so yeah, clean. It's the, clean. The airport's council clean. international voted Pearson for the fifth Pearson, year in a row. What, what the Pearson Airport is the so. second best airport in Toronto. Yeah. <laughs> It's uh, it's so it's so true. Like, what are you talking? And like, about? are we counting Downs View? Like, it might be third. Yeah, it might be. <laughs> I, I just, I've never even been to that. You one. know, there was supposed to be a new international airport for the east end of Toronto, uh, in Markham before they built all the houses. No way. And, and some government like nixed it, but it would have been a split between Pearson. So if you're a West Ender, you would have gone to Pearson, which is not in Toronto; it's in Mississauga. Yep. And if you're an East Ender, you would have gone to this Markham International Airport. Um, which would have been fabulous, but you know, like LaGuardia and um, JFK. Newark. Oh, Newark and JFK oh, and, and JFK. Yeah, and JFK. And throw, they, got, yeah. they got three. You I know? changed my verdict, Jesse. Pearson Airport is the best airport in Mississauga. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I think here's the problem with Pearson is that it's not run by anybody. Oh, good. so I don't know if you know what the MTCC is, but it's basically the governing body that runs it. Toronto has no authority over the MTCC. Mississauga has no authority over the MTCC. The provincial government has no authority over the MTCC. And Transport Canada, which is the federal body, has no authority over the MTCC. So whenever decisions need to be made, nobody knows who to make Oh, them that's in. good. Yeah, what, is, that's what does that organization so do? Like, what is, Well, I mean, what does any organization do that's government funded? <laughs> <laughs> Sits around, collects their paycheck, has sweet benefits and a great pension. I, I, it cool. sounds pretty great to me. Uh, uh, yeah, that's why it's so bad. And, uh, and so now you know. Now you know. Now it's you only, know. It can only be government, government incompetence. Uh, now let's talk about more incompetence from a bureaucratic level. Let's talk about the Edmonton Oilers, who were rewarded for bad behavior by winning last night. Man, you know, all the big guys got the job done. McDavid well, ended his drought. Dreisaitl had four points. Tell you what, that Chris Knobloch win looked an awful lot like a Jay Woodcroft win. Goal on the second shot of the game by the Islanders, who cannot 40 score. 40 seconds in. Who cannot score. Still. Still can't score. Five years here. Five years into Lou, we can't score still. And then that was it. <clears throat> like I, just, at least they didn't lose to San Jose, really. Like, but and I was happy for Knobloch, but it was it did feel like yeah, if Edmonton's going to win, those guys probably have to score. Can I make a point there, please? Can I make a point? Uh, so Lou Lamorello has done a come see come saw job with the Islanders. I think we? I mean, he did get them to like the conference final in the second round. And we all Early thought on. they'd finish last. Yes, like. But I wonder how much of that was Barry Trotz, who is now no longer there, and they yes. haven't had any success since he left. Islanders fans thought they would finish last, and then they were just riding high because, yep. you know, it was just us against the world and fu, and they had two berths in the final four, and they had to play Tampa both times. Mm -hmm. Sucks to be you. Um, there was a whole segment um, of the Chris Johnston show from yesterday, CJ show. It was great listening to on the way here. And the whole the whole segment is about how Yarmer Yager is fifty one, still playing professional hockey in the Czech Republic, which makes him ineligible for the Hockey Hall of Fame until he retires. Yes. Yep. 
Lou Lamorello's still working his butt off. He's been in the Hall of Fame for years. Gary Bettman. How's that fair? Is still the commissioner. Bettman was inducted like half a decade ago. Yeah. Yeah. How is that fair? Just put him in. Just put, well, Yager in? Yeah. Well, either, it's no, it. Adam, it's either they got to put Yager in or take the others out. I So I, I listened to that segment too. Too. Get out. And I guess Wayne Gretzky was the last one that had to skip the three-year rule. In 99. 99. And that made sense because it was Wayne. But also what I think they were saying on the CJ show was that it was creating a two-tiered Hall of Fame. Oh, did he get in without having to wait? Right. Or did he get in and he had to wait? I agree. So, I agree with and that. I, and I like that. Here's, Not the, wanting here's the new rule. You've you're retired three years, or you're over the age of forty. Oh, that's not. I would I would say forty five. Okay, forty five. Because like right now we got like Geo who's okay. pushing that. Yeah. yeah, he's gonna be in the league at forty. Well, yeah, forty five or fifty. Yeah, yeah 50, fifty even fifty. Even fifty. Yeah, I, I don't even care. It's just 50. I like that. That's a very good compromise. Because I don't think yeah, like Yager owns Clad. No, he's on the roster. He, he plays basically now to sell tickets for his own yeah. team. To keep the franchise them. alive. He's not retired, but... But... Mm -hmm. And it's like, are, like this is where, again, bureaucracy. And no disrespect to Landon McDonald and the Hall of Fame, uh, Hall of Fame uh, people, because I think they do a great job. Uh, I do think it's a little strange that um, we can't find a workaround for the third leading scorer ever. Second. Oh, is he ahead of Messier? He sure is. Okay, and, well, there you go. Uh, How and all of them. Yeah. Like, except for Gretzky. I, how, we, we can't, we can't find a workaround for Yager? For Yager? I know. Come on. He might, I'd have to look it up. He might have more professional points than Gretzky, but you would have to count every league he's played in. Mm hmm. Russian Super League. Well, they count Czech Gretzky's league. WHA points every once in a while when it's convenient. They do. They do, which I think brings him to over a thousand goals, a thousand seventy-one or something. It's just under, just under three thousand professional points. If you start including the WHA, it screws up a lot of records. Like Bobby Hall, I think is over a thousand as oh, yeah. well. And but no, let's actually have Wayne Gretzky. Do we want it instead? I think I prefer it. Do we want to talk about the game a little? Yeah, I do. Nah. Okay. Because <laughs> so, because uh, like Edmonton, I I want to know if they're back or if they just score two power play goals. Because that, that's essentially what happened. That's, it was, it's a 1-1 one, one game, and they scored two power play goals in an empty netter. Jay Woodcroft hockey, baby. I think that's. I think it's, I think think it's. if that's what they are, then that's what they should do. I want to show uh, the screenshot. That just we're, no, we're getting there. You don't, no, I like it. Uh, okay, attention somewhere. The Islanders are literally okay. Like I'm looking at Sorokin's record. He's 3-3-3. Three, three, and three. He's so, one of the best goalies in the league. I know, but that they're just if Sorokin is three, three, and three, the Islanders are literally okay, and it's probably because of Sorokin. Now Lamov's been good too. I, I wonder about I, I wonder about the Oilers because I don't think you can go from this game like sometimes when a head coach takes over, it's kind of instant, right? Mm -hmm. Like the Leafs, I think, won 20, 15 of their first twenty games under Sheldon Keefe after Babcock. It was clearly the coach needed to go. And then really, the world really shut really down. Yeah. And then the world shut down, and also they lost to the Zamboni driver, but let's not talk about it. Yeah. Mm. Um, mm. The, the, I didn't feel the same vibes from last night. I mean, yes, it was good for Connor and Leon to score because uh, it's rare, but I didn't feel like, <gasps> I didn't feel the exhale because I still think that the problem with this is that, you know, nobody outside of Toronto thought that the Leafs in 2019 were like a Stanley Cup favorite. No. Uh, I, the Oilers, how many people 
pick the Oilers not just to like, oh, they'll advance in the playoffs. They'll do so. definitely a Final Four team. Everybody was like, no, not just Stanley Cup final, Stanley Cup winner. That's what I said. And I, I mean, I understand that they're probably under a ton of pressure, but I didn't feel like that was the aha game. And, and I don't know. I think if they beat up on the Islanders, maybe I'd feel like that a little bit better. I think it was okay. Mm-hmm. But it was, it's not, we're not quite there yet with the Oilers. Chicken, I don't think we're there. It was chicken soup, I think. Okay. David ends his drought. Dry saddle is a great game. They hold the Islanders. Yes, it's the Islanders, whatever. Who cares? To not that many shots. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, Stuart Skinner stopped all but one shot. He he had a after the first minute shutout. We we call it a Freddie Anderson or Jake Markstrom shutout. Mm-hmm. Two goalies that are just allergic to the first minute of the game. I don't know what it is. Um, like it's got to feel good. There. We talk about PDO, the luck stat. The Oilers are primed for a regression, right? They have. One of the worst save percentages in the league. One of the worst shooting percentages in the league. It, they're prime for a comeback. However, I think the caution there is I, Stuart Skinner. Like, there's plenty of evidence he's just not that great. Um, like dating back to even last year, he was named to the All Star game and decided, like, done, done. Their backup goalie is Calvin Pickard right now. Um, and McDavid, the low shooting percentage. Well, yeah, he's hurt. And he's not going to be. And he can't unhurt. sit. He can't sit because they can't play without him. They can't win without yeah. him. You have to. I think you got to try. <laughs> I don't know if they have some time off coming up. Let's find out. Or Let's what? Or like a home stand would be nice. I feel like um, so. You got the Kraken tomorrow, um, and then you got uh, Lightning, Panthers, Hurricanes. So that's not easy over the next week. And then the, the I think their first easier game, a game that they absolutely need and should win, um, is the Capitals on the, the 24th. I mean, they can win all of these games. Oh, but. Adam, that's the kiss of death. I, well, that's the, that's here's the, the kiss thing. of death. Like, you can understand if the Oilers lose to the Lightning, you know, we in a regular were t- season game. Panthers, Hurricanes, Kraken, they should win. Kraken we, not off to a good start. I'm starting no. to regret my Kraken pr- prediction. Oh Jesse might have been right. Um, Sorry, Jesse, I'm just sending you It's just, I, I don't know. I don't feel like we've... I, I want I want this for Oilers fans. I don't you know the the roster whatever, but I want this for Oilers fans because I feel like they don't deserve this. This cap situation. <laughs> they don't. What are you that. doing right now? I I want this. You know they're not going to be good nicer for the fans because you said that, right? huh? They're not going to be nicer to you because. Oh, I don't that. care. They're never nice. Actually, you know what? Oilers fans are nice to me. <laughs> Oilers fans are they upset with you? Because honestly, I, like honestly, like I'll, I I I'll talk about this. Like I th- I feel like my turning point at Sportsnet, mm-hmm. like. Uh, when I sort of settled into the role and I was like, okay, I'm going to be okay here for like a few years is when I started talking about how uh, no one outside of Toronto liked me <laughs> Oh, <laughs> on camera. And I was specifically talking about Oilers fans. And then for dang it's, we invented Oilers fan, Steve, where <laughs> I just, I was just like, oh, I'm glad that idiot's not doing the video this week. It's Oilers fan Steve. <laughs> Don't care what all you Easterners think and blah, blah, blah. And they, a, a number of Oilers fans saw the humor in that. Yeah. They saw a reflection of themselves. It was good. They're like, ah, he's, funny. he's in on the joke, it, you know, a little bit. And uh, that's when I started seeing a little bit more support from 
outside of the GTA. Like it's always been there, but um, like uh, Sportsnet was the first time in my career where people saw me who didn't want to. <laughs> yeah, that's the great thing with broadcasts is they can force people they don't down your throat, right? Right. Like uh, if it's on YouTube, if there's something you don't like on YouTube more than once, that's your fault. You know that, right? Like mm-hmm. if you see it once, you hated it. Yeah, you move on and you could even click like not interested. Google don't show me this bullshit. You can do all that. If you see it more than once, that's on you. You're obviously a little curious. Yeah. There's man, you know how many people there are that hate every episode? <laughs> <laughs> Very few, I would think. Uh Jesse Stop flirting. Jesse, who's the fan base that gives you the most trouble? I wanna I wanna talk about the game. Why? We didn't even get to We didn't even get to the the dry side all thing. What about it? Why when didn't it, we? When because I wanted it. When he when he got called for tripping on Bor Horvat. <laughs> this and is he, one and of the, he hacked his shit. This is one of the most ridiculous things. You I've can ever pull it seen. up here. <laughs> like, look at this screenshot. I don't know That's how good. he keeps getting away with this. By the way, Oilers at home playing the Islanders on the road looks like an intra squad game. It does. Yeah. <laughs> what it is does. that? But yeah. What do you do about again? Leon? You just let him do this for the rest of his life? Well, they can't I, call everything. I mean, no, they did. They called this. <laughs> yeah, I they, know, but they give the him playoffs, a tripping they're, pedal. They're not calling that in the playoffs. I don't. I don't. Yeah, they are. Maybe. I don't know. I. They're not calling anything in the playoffs. I. I feel like this doesn't need to be more than a two minute necessarily. No, no we're but, good on it. But like, it's also. It, it's it also like, so fucking weird. But isn't it intent to injure? Sorry. Isn't no. it intent to injure? I didn't see that. Is, is that what Leon is that Leon's game? I don't think that's, that's what game. he's doing. Okay, so the argument the argument I'll hear is, you know, I mean, hockey players are basically like wearing like chainmail medieval armor. And he's hacking at Horvat in the one spot where there isn't yeah, any the back of the fucking chin. Yeah, I'm sure he didn't like it, but also like even that was, that was a that was a deep cut reference. What back shins? Oh, oh back that shins. is a deep <laughs> reference, Jesse. <laughs> One day Adam was really tired and he couldn't think of the word calf, so he said back shin. <laughs> um, Producer Drew is texting me right now saying uh, Leon Drysaddle needs to do this more. I love it. Je- well, Drew, I got great news for you. He's the German of Genny Malkin. Like he's he's low key a bit of a. I'm not going to say rat, but like he just gets red mist. We're okay with this. Hacking I, at the calf. I mean, no, it's it's a two minute penalty. This I, is I disagree. I think it's at least a fine. Yeah, but Horvat, so you can't punish based on whether or not the player was injured. Correct. Which people tell me all the time, except that's not true, is it? It's not true even one little bit. If Horvat was hurt on this play. He gets more than two minutes. I would say he might even get five, mm-hmm. you know, but he obviously didn't hurt him. So I don't know. It's two hey, minutes. So uh, I want to ask you guys this. Yeah, this is the this is my this is my Roman Empire moment. OK, uh, are we done with the game part? Sure. Wanna, sure. Yeah. yeah. No, I want to know. Talk about the Leafs. No, I want to talk about. No, I want to talk about the interviews with Connor McDavid uh, and the morning skate. I want to know if oh. you guys believe that Connor McDavid really woke up to a text message and it surprised him that Jay Woodcroft was fired. That's what he said. Now, what's interesting about this 
is that his agent is obviously running the team and that his junior coach is now coaching the team. And it's pretty easy to connect the dots to see where we're going here because his contract's up in a few years and Leon's up after next season. Um, so the problem that we have is that even if he did wake up surprised, he also said that Jay Woodcroft didn't lose the room. Even if McDavid did wake up that way, it's almost impossible for a reasonable person to believe it. What would what would make you more mad? You're you're Connor McDavid. Okay. Right? So the story's out there that you had something to do with this. Mm -hmm. What would make you more mad if you had something to do with this and people found out, or if you had nothing to do with this and people just said you did? I think I think that it would be it would annoy me if I had nothing to do with it. Mm -hmm. um, if he did have something to do with it. I think he's smarter to just own it and say we weren't going in the right direction and that and just leave it at that. And then I'll, I'll tell you why. Um, people are like, well, this is the McDavidification of the Oilers, and it should be. This team <laughs> has has not achieved its goals outside of the last couple of playoff runs, which have been pretty good. Of and course. they and they were defeated both times by eventual Stanley Cup champions, which is good. Oh yeah, you're right. right. Wow. So. I mean, it's not like they, they, they didn't play stiff competition, and it's not like they didn't succeed. But there are some holes on the roster predating that that continue to this day. There is a cap situation that he didn't really make, unless you want to make the argument that he told them to sign Connor Brown or I'll kick you in the chest, which maybe he did. I, I, think, that, I think that I would be very surprised if an agent who now runs the team didn't protect Connor McDavid in this situation. Because mm. Jeff Jackson, remember, his job is to protect players. That's what he does. That guy, for sure, would not have allowed Connor to get his hands dirty. But to say also that if Connor McDavid loved Jay Woodcroft and he was like, fucking Jay's my He'd guy, still be there. he would still fucking be there. So it's pretty mm. difficult to make an, it's an, sorry, it's an argument you can make both ways. Yeah. I find it hard to believe that Connor McDavid's words to Ken Holland, because we know they spoke because Ken Holland let that slip, even though he shouldn't have, find it hard to believe that they didn't know how Connor felt. Because you're not firing the coach if you don't know how Connor feels. I mean, think about it. You'd probably be stupid to not contact Connor McDavid beforehand. <laughs> and I, I think it's the right call. Like, and that's why I wish they'd just come out and own it. Be like, you know what? Connor is helping with the direction of this team because we have not succeeded yet. Maybe we should ask the best player in the world to be involved a little bit. I don't think you can say that. You can't say that? Well, LeBron, LeBron, well, LeBron's ones, but he kind of does. One of the things we talked about like last week is you need a little bit of public support to gas a coach or it can get ugly, right? It got ugly in Vancouver. Like, I think they're happy now with the way things are going, but like, when they fired Bruce Boudreaux and he's like crying on the bench, like that was ugly. Um, more often than not, you're chanting to fire a coach before it's actually done. There was none of that in Edmonton. And that is a fan base that is tough on coaches. More than happy to let you know when your team sticks. They'll throw jerseys on the ice. They'll boo you. They'll chant for someone to be fired. Uh, Jay Woodcroft had, as far as I could tell, the full support of the fan base. So putting Connor McDavid in a position where he has to own the firing of Jay Woodcroft, I think hurts his image. Yeah, this. because it was a situation where nobody really believed that any of this was Jay Woodcroft's fault. But it then, wasn't. But now what it's done is it's allowed people to make their own mind up, which is obvious. Again, would it be intelligent, guys, to bring in a new coach and not have Connor on board with it?
Uh, no. <laughs> no, it would so not. So he, it, it, reasonably speaking, he should, if he wasn't involved, he probably should have been. Yeah, but he can't publicly acknowledge that he's on the side of Jay Woodcroft should have been fired yeah, because I, nobody believes that Jay Woodcroft should have been fired. I don't think they would have won or lost this Islanders game whether or not Jay Woodcroft is no, behind right. that bench. They could have easily won that same game 4-1 with Jay Woodcroft. 100%. Here, here's what it comes down to. I'm going to ask a very simple question, okay? Is Jeff Jackson stupid? No. Then Connor McDavid knew. And he can't publicly say that. Okay. He can't publicly say he wanted Jay Woodcroft fired or anything like that. We, he can't acknowledge that. That's a death sentence for, 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 for his PR oh, team. One oh, thing he can and should fired. do is talk to his player, I think, about... And we talked about this a little bit yesterday. I've seen it come up in Oilers fans' Twitter, which which makes me feel okay to come out and say it without getting pelted with tomatoes. Um, I, I still need better body language from Connor. So after the game yesterday... Uh, he I can't was, play that clip. He can't play that clip because uh, it's, it's uh, the broadcast. It's from the broadcast. Brutal. Yeah, because yeah, it's a Gene <laughs> Principe clip. It's yeah. not a press conference clip. Yeah. Gene Principe asked him, "How did you feel about scoring?" And he he was like, "I don't, you know." And you're like, I, I think the answer was like, Gene, "Yeah, I don't really care." I'll pull like, up a screenshot of his sad it's face. It's Gene Principe. Uh, Gene, who is like a teddy bear. A teddy. Yes. Yeah, so for those of you who don't know who Gene Principe is, he I'm fairly certain plays a skinny Santa at the mall. Like he's just, he's a, seems like a lovely guy. Yes. Uh, he brings like props and every day is Halloween for him. Like he, he, he brings props and does funny skits at the beginning of a broadcast. And he is the rinkside reporter that, uh, I think you keep asking for when it comes to the Leafs. No, I asked for a local broadcast crew. Mm -hmm. There's nothing wrong with Bukowskis or McKenzie or any of the guys that, that do the... No, I'm asking fantastic. for a panel show that is about the Toronto effing Maple Leafs, please. But this is what I'm please. saying. Gene does the Oilers. Yes. He is Oilers, Oilers, and only Oilers. Right? And he does a really good job at it, and he's... <laughs> oh, my God. Like, somebody just took Connor oh, McDavid's lunch. Like, <laughs> and by the way, that face doesn't change. No, no. Throughout this whole thing, this dude is the saddest man on earth. Just keep, yeah, just keep. Scrolling, some, somebody like he had Lunchables for lunch and somebody just went and stole it from him. The bully at school. You know what? You know, what's even worse than stealing. Jess? How long is this? When someone just comes in and knocks it on the ground. 44. Yeah. Like it's in front of you. He's about to have the crackers and cheese Lunchable and they just go. Eh. Yeah. Or the pizza one. Oh. Remember the pizza one? That was a really good one. The big what, Lunchables. Lunchable. Oh, You're not yeah. even listening. No, what are you I'm doing? just looking at the angriest man on the planet. Oh yeah. And, Connor and so McDavid. Jeff Jackson has the type of relationship with Connor McDavid. Now listen, is Jeff Jackson the CEO of the Oilers? If Connor McDavid David is not if he's not Connor McDavid's agent. No, he's not. No, because he probably doesn't, doesn't build mean, that relationship with Ken Holland, doesn't get in the building, and it, all that stuff. It does not mean that he's not competent. It just means that that's how that connection happened. Uh, Jeff Jackson's got the kind of relationship with Connor McDavid where you have to sit him down and say, Connor, you will lead with your body language. This is not a words league. This is a this is how I look league because none of you guys know how to speak anyway. Based on it's, the conf uh, uh, based on the conversation we just had, do you do you think that's the sort of way anyone is speaking to Connor McDavid? Connor, you will do and no that hey uh here. Connor? Hey, hey, how you doing? It's me, Jeff. Should I close it behind me? Should I no, I'll I'll just sleep. See, that's dangerous. Because I, I never felt like... They hired his agent. Like, if you were like, to look at the other best player of the last 20 years in, in the NBA, you look at LeBron. You know, guys, people definitely tiptoe around LeBron, but there are guys who are in 
working with LeBron player who who will call him out when they are when he they feel. No, but wrong. LeBron's never been this. LeBron's never had this. I brought it up yesterday. The the dude is miserable when they're losing. It's it's a it's not a cancer locker room because they're they're he's obviously very good, but his it's infectious in the way that it represents the entire team attitude because that is your star player and he is very sad when they suck. And LeBron's not like that. LeBron, he, he's an angry upset, like, but it's not like, hey, that dude is just straight uh, miserable all the time. He's not Eeyore, and McDavid is Eeyore, and I wish, like, he's been like this his entire career, so I don't think it's changing, but I think there needs to be some sort of alteration in the way he interacts with the media and is publicly, because going into the later years of his career, it's not helping. Like, Crosby was also never great at this, but no. he would grin and bear it. What you know what I mean? Crosby was more on the ice. It wasn't really yeah. off ice. Crosby was He'd always smile off the ice. Yeah, he Crosby was great. was great in the media at all times. McDavid's uh his emotions on the ice aren't the greatest. His emotions with the media aren't the greatest. And his locker room presence isn't the greatest when they're not winning. So And, like, and when they are, he still kind of scowls. And <laughs> I'm not asking him to be howdy duty. I'm 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 asking him to come out and be like, you know what? It felt great to get a goal for Chris Knobloch. On his first game, you know, I saw the press conference with his family. You know that that clip that went viral. That's all he has to do. If you if if the scoring thing doesn't excite you, Connor, then make it about the coach that you were involved. Let's be honest in bringing in. He's That's never. What it is. He's never been that person. Maybe he's just here to chew bubble gum and kick ass, and he's all out of bubble gum. Like I, yeah. I don't know. I want at, at this ass. point. At this point, he's been in the league. What is this? Eight years? Yeah. He's never gonna. He's still. Be he's that. still. He's still a person in his mid twenties. Like, there's lots of time to change. Yeah, Steve, Maybe we all grow. We all grow. Yeah. Ways that you're like, oh man, it's not that you change fundamentally as a person. It's that you understand that the skill sets that you need to go to the next level are important. He's not even the most cantankerous guy on the team. No, Leon is. <laughs> like, those are your two best players. No, but you and that's why no one holds them accountable or says anything because they're like, well, we need them to score 130 points each. The guy, so the guy next up. to me is just as pissy. Did, oh, oh my God! Like McDa I've never really seen McDavid get into it with anyone. Like no, no. Drysidle will just take offense to everything. He'll hack your shin, and he'll hack your shin. Your back, back shin. Excuse yeah, me. Your your back shin. That's right. <laughs> um, like I don't know. Ask for Zach Hyman if you want good answers. Uh, otherwise, just don't bother. The well, no, but but yeah. I, I but I can't. I don't. Again, Steve, it's not about what the media wants here. It's about what the team needs. And sometimes wearing the captaincy is. I don't want to talk to this fucking reporter. I'm miserable right now. I hate the way this has started. But for five minutes, I'm going to put on a happy face because we just fired the head coach. Our fucking season is this close to being in the shitter. Like Matthias Ekholm is actively openly talking about do we punt on this year <laughs> right okay and then and then All you right. get a win against a so-so team where both players who haven't scored do you go you know what it's a relief and it's a great night for chris yep. end of story great answer instead yep. what we got was that and that's why we're talking about pull up it. pull that's up the screenshot the drew under the Connor McDavid's face right now, it says snapped eight game goalless drought, one goal, one assist tonight. Oilers win. What is on his face? Feel good. And even if you don't feel good. The epitome good, of sadness. One it, Why is he so sad? Like, the NHL does a terrible job of, of PR training their players, too. Just a terrible job.
Just you can't. How are you going to sell the game? I wonder. The, the star player goes out and and scores a goal, snaps a ten game, and he's like, "Yeah, I don't even care." Like what? What are we watching for <laughs> then? On, so bro. I don't. Are we watching? I don't know if it's come uh, on, man. I don't know if it's an overall attitude thing. Like when I when I saw uh, th this clip was Gene Principe, mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, he's just mad at anyone with a microphone. I think. Well, because what do you think? They've been getting good press. Who cares? Him play better. Him a lot. Play better then. He can't he want, hurt. If you if you play well in Edmonton, they will gas you right up. I know, and they should. Hey, oil. Yeah, I get it. Aha, oil and uh, gas. You see, and natural good. gas. Um, Do we want to take a step back and say like this is also a problem for the league when this is your best player? I, I mean, it is. Like this is the this is the premier athlete of the NHL. Nobody is better on skates than Connor McDavid, and these are the interviews you get out of him. I mean, the league isn't the the league. This one's going to be fun. This ought to be fun. The league has punted on Connor McDavid. the The league as a as an international brand, that they, they don't talk about him. Mm -mm. It's no one's going to like this. It's Austin Matthews. And new kid Bedard. in Chicago, Connor Bedard, American kid, Jack Hughes. We're not talking about McDavid. Hmm. Canada is talking about McDavid because he's must-watch television. Rogers is talking about McDavid because they have this enormous deal with him. The league? They're not talking about McDavid. They're not talking about Connor McDavid. And it's got nothing to do with how he is as a player. They know he's great, but they know, I mean, getting Americans to care about any Canadian team is pulling teeth. Um, and the guy doesn't talk. They'd rather focus on, uh, like, what what's the TNT panel or, like, ESPN panel talking about? They're talking about the Hockey Hall of Fame. They're talking about uh, who's hot. So they're going to talk about, like, Bedard's game against the Panthers, even the Rangers laugh. Yeah, laugh. Talk about sure. laugh uh, with the Rangers. They're... McDavid and the Oilers are so far down the league's list of priorities. Uh, if he was a marketable player, I think they would have given it a you know a shot. A good run. Yeah. He's not. Um, other than watching him, the second he gets off the ice, he's not worth talking about. The moment he steps onto the ice. Appointment television. Right. Second he gets off the ice, fucking forget about it. Man, that's why I like I like Jack Hughes and I like Quinn Hughes too, because they 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 both have like a bit of a sly nature when they do their oh, press dear. conferences. And Bedard is just like a sweet kid right now. We'll see what he develops into. Bedard's so Gen Z. Yeah. I love I love is. the dude. He He's is. awesome. <laughs> but like, you know, but what'll happen is you'll start to see like Matthews, like Austin Matthews is kind of cool, right? There's a cool yeah. factor to him. Um, and, and, you know, that's another guy that I see, like, if I was, if I was running the league and I was wanting star athlete, that's the kind of personality off ice that you want to market. How, and how it's about, not that McDavid can't be, I've seen him be charming. I've seen him smile. Yes. yes. I've seen him be a guy that's a bad holy shit, I root for that. But I'm saying that last night he aired, it was wrong. He, he, you got it. You got to be like, you're doing this. Remember, you're not doing this for yourself. You're doing this for the fans and yourself. And the fans saw a win last night. They saw you score last night. Sometimes you just got to tell people what they want to hear. And we're fans. Yep. Tell us what we want to hear. Come on. He said we're back on the ice. I love that. Dude, it's sick. <laughs> say say that to Gene. It's yeah. Gene, we're back. Leave. That's it. It doesn't need to be a five-minute segment. Be like, yeah, Gene, I'll talk to you. How do you feel? We're back, Gene. Boom.
That'd be the greatest clip in NHL history. And and Gene would have. Oh my God, that would be Gene's next two weeks, especially if they continued winning. One hundred percent. He would dress. He would literally show up to the next game dressed as the Terminator. <laughs> yeah. He. I'm serious. Yeah. He would show up to the next game dressed as the Terminator. He would get like a red contact lens, and he would make that the bit for as long as the winning streak went or the hot streak went. Yeah. Uh, I just don't want Oilers fans to get it confused here. Like we were rooting for this. I am rooting for this team to to be very good. Yeah, but like... I want this to happen. I, can, I want him in the playoffs. I can at very least remember the spring. Yeah. And I know the ratings weren't great, mm -hmm. but, you know, Vegas. Hey, Vegas is always exciting. And what was the magazine that had Matthew Kachuk in the front? People, wasn't it? I think, yeah. Because yeah, they were like, holy jumping shit. He's a star. There's a hockey player... With personality on and off the ice. He has one of the loudest on-ice personalities in the league, and it's even louder off. I don't like, think it wasn't on the cover. It was just a, but he was a, in a it. featured article in People. But he was yeah. in it. We didn't get the cover of People magazine, Whatever. but he was in in People magazine. Yes, just to clarify. Whatever. Yeah. Like what? What is it? Pop crave or whatever. Every time they mention the NHL, people are like, "Holy shit!" They're, no, it's usually oh no, and yeah, it's it usually a bad story. Yeah. It's yeah. usually a bad story, but sometimes <laughs> yeah. it's not. Uh, I don't know. I I just <laughs> like they weren't like oh we need to get the team in Sunrise, Florida, in People magazine. No, mm -hmm. here's a hockey player. Who's kind of interesting, vaguely. <laughs> Who was on Pat McAfee? Who'd they invite on? Bedard and Matthews and Bettman have been on. So Bettman uh, will just gloss over that because, I mean, guys, let go of your ego for a minute. You're trying to uh, sell the league. Please do not put that man on television. But then, <laughs> but then who did they get? The two guys who I mentioned first thing when this conversation began. Matthews. And new kid. New kid in Chicago. You know how bad... Listen, I'm not into all the rigging conspiracies, but I do think the NHL was rather pleased <laughs> that Chicago got... They weren't upset. That's they were for not sure. upset. Yep. When's McDavid going to be on McAfee? Oof. If they, if they go to the Stanley Cup final, you might see that. How many guests down the list is McDavid going to be on McAfee? Yeah, there's a, there's a long list. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Like, it's a, it's cheering a, for the guy. He's the best hockey player on planet Earth. Yeah, it's a weird problem the NHL has. You know, their most talented player isn't really and And this is where the media training, because they do get media training, this is where the media training fails them. There's a difference. You, part of media like, training is not just is not just obfuscating blame or minimizing bad situations or protecting your teammates. Part of it is selling the league. Yeah, but Adam, you, you can't... That class. You, you, like, you, we've worked in broadcast for so long, we can't, like, train people to be interesting. Like, that's... Uh, uh, yeah. People are interesting in and of themselves if they have that in them. And I'm afraid if somebody's not interesting, you can't really teach it to them. Well, there's also... But you can't you can't teach them to be nicer than media. Yes. You're not... You're it's, definitely not wrong about that. It's I not think, difficult to be just, cordial. He acted like he lost when he won. I think we can train that. <laughs> yes. it's yeah, not, you're, right on, you're right about that. It's not difficult to be cordial. Like, dude, I, I think every moment in front of a microphone and camera... Caused Dion Finn a physical pain. Yeah, he hated it. He hated it. Mm -hmm. But other than a couple blemishes, he put on a brave face. That's true. Yeah. It, like, I think it actually was like an infliction on his body every yeah. time they. Unless you got him to talk about cars. Yeah. And Unless was, you can. 
Yeah, I, uh, I drove it across PEI this summer. And, like, <laughs> For the loved car talk. Like, he, he would just come alive, and then the moment, you know, the conversation shifted, Dion bot powers down. And, like, he just wasn't interested in it. Uh, eyebrows that do not move. Like, but he was for the most part cordial <laughs> his eyebrows did, did not move help capable of moving <laughs> but like oh my God. you hear stories from people like anecdotally like on the golf course and i'm like you're making this up about fedoff there's no way he's that person mm -hmm. he he sounds like yeah. uh, like an american pie character and you're like that's impossible that's the same person it's the same when i hear like oh yeah i ran into mc I'm like, holy fuck. Like, can you put that together just in front of a camera once? Yeah. Okay. Once. So yeah. a guy who was super interesting but never showed it on camera was Matt Sundy. Okay. So this is a leaf example, but he was boring too. Matt's well, but when we talked to him, he wasn't boring. Uh when we interviewed him after his playing. Because he was he done. Was, yeah, because he was done. But on camera, no what no matter whether they won or they lost, and you know that the 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 spotlight here is much like it is in Edmonton, it's super intense. Um, Matt's would say something and it would amount to nothing. Nobody would get anything from it. And here we go. Mm -hmm. And you know, at, 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 at best he would be like, I'm really happy for my teammates. <laughs> that is like literally in this particular, and I know we're making a lot of it, but it is a big deal. You just fired the coach and that's all you needed from your captain. And that's why I go back to my initial point, which kicked off this conversation. McDavid's former agent is the CEO of this team. The C and two other teams, by the way, the WHL and the AHL team. He needs to sit down with his prized asset, mm -hmm. his top guy, and say, Connor, uh, part of this job is sales, whether you like it or not. You got to sell this. No. When you win a game, act like you won a game. Yeah, that's it. That's just, it. Just, be, just smile. Hey, Gene, we're back. Well, oh. I guess step one is win the game. Number two is act like it. Yeah. All right. Right. So we'll leave it at that. Um, uh, I have. OK, so a couple of things. Just just notes. Apparently, the Panthers are aggressively pursuing Patrick Kane, like really want him yep. bad. Um, and sense. it does make a lot of sense. Mm -hmm. um, it's looking like Boston may have a quick. Uh, I, I figured we'd spend more time on this, but the McDavid thing kind of took off. I, um, I told you, you're like, oh, we have an efficient show. Bullshit. Yeah, uh, show with me. Jeremy Swayman um, uh, will likely be locked up. They're saying he's extension el eligible as of January 1st. And wouldn't that be a great, um, you know, because nobody ever talks before the date. But I'm just thinking, wouldn't New Year's Day be a great day for Boston to announce a Jeremy Swayman extension? I think, I think there's going to be a few of those this year. Well, because they, but they would probably call him right at midnight and say, "Hey, Jeremy, we can talk to you now." <laughs> yeah, right. Mm -hmm. We've got fifty million dollars. What do you think? And he'd be like, "I don't know. Let me think about it." Oh man, this is new information. Yeah. <laughs> I appreciate that. It's so funny. I'm hearing this for the first time. Restricted free agent deals take forever to get done. UFA deals in a snap. I, I, how is that possible? Oh, could it be tampering? Who knows? Um, I also have a... Um, I had a Swedish hockey trivia quiz, but you know what? I think we should get to the press conference. Ooh. You know oh, that's it? Yeah. Well, you know what? Because we have a ton of questions today. We haven't done a lot of press conferences lately because we've been talking... Just shut... We need to shut the fuck up and let people ask some questions. What do you think? Just a bunch of Easterners talking about Edmonton. Yeah, I know. It's going to go <laughs> It's going to go great. Now, this show is brought to you by BetterHelp, and I... I this time of year is tough. 
Because Halloween's done. And, and in Canada, we've got, you know, you, you don't have any Thanksgiving in between, right? America Thanksgiving's coming up. you got that to look forward to. It's it's tumbleweeds, except there are no tumbleweeds, so it's just nothing. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and, you, and it's a little early to be celebrating Christmas, although some people are out there doing it. Good for mm -hmm. them. This is why I encourage celebrating as early as possible. The thing that hurts the most, though, is the time change. I can't stand mm. the time change. 4.30, it's dark. Kids handle it great. And, oh, so here's what here's what we need. To, my my daughter didn't think we were, she was we were picking her up for school. She got worried. Um, it's, it was wild. Uh, I, I I think this time of year is one where you have a minute to go. Okay, I've been grinding it out for a couple of months since the summer ended. Uh, maybe I'm not feeling the best. And frankly, uh, when I started going to therapy, it was because I was not in a good place. And usually that's when people try it out. Mm -hmm. Don't wait for that. Just give it a shot. BetterHelp is great because it matches you with somebody within 48 hours. So there's no big, long six-week time for a therapist to find an opening. And if you don't like your therapist off the top, they'll match it with a new one really quickly. And you can communicate via text. You can communicate via video call. It can be phone call. Whatever works for you. Would you recommend I sink my feelings into Black Friday deals that aren't really deals or I go to therapy? I would I would suggest therapy. Oh, okay. <laughs> Just check it. Uh, find your bright spot this season with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash STP today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp. H-E-L com slash stp the presser sdp the steve dangle press conference first bit of news the buffalo bills fired offensive coordinator ken dorsey that's uh, for you Get drew. fist pump from producer drew and fist steve who has, a, me. has has josh allen i have josh allen yeah. i have uh, james cook i have uh, the kicker yep <laughs> Tyler Bass. Tyler Bass. Yep. You I sure do. Had kicker. another guy. I dropped him. He was trash. You lost this week, right? <laughs> to Drew. I did. Yeah. yeah. I shouldn't have. Yeah. I think like, you're in a playoff spot, though. You're holding on to the last playoff seat, if I remember correctly. I, I, I've won more games than I should have. I, I think, think I'm uh, four and six now. I think you're ahead of uh, Justin Fisher. No, in, I'm in not. In standings. Yeah. I'm checking right now. Yeah, you're in the you're in the eighth seed. Justin's in the ninth seed. What happened? I thought didn't he win his first he's, three games? Yeah, he's had an awful losing streak. What happened? I don't know, but it's uh, not been good. He's a, he offered me a trade. Could I read it? Sure. Yeah, do it. Uh, so he wants Josh Allen for me, the number one rated player in fantasy. <laughs> he's not the number one rated player in fantasy. Yeah, he is. Rank one. He's he's number one right now. He scored the most points. Leads the NFL in touchdowns. Really? Wow. For Tua, who I see only 32% of our of the league has started, and uh, Calvin Ridley. Drew? No. Thumbs, thumbs down, down from Drew. Yeah, I would hold on to that. I had no idea he was uh, number one. I thought about it, and then I saw he was number one, and I said no. I thought... Um, <laughs> I thought like Hertz would have been up there or something like that. Yeah, would have made more sense. Um, Adam, this was a question for for you. Okay, are you going to be watching the F one golf crossover? Netflix's first foray into live sports. I'm kind of excited for this. Um, the reason I'm excited for this is not necessarily for. All right, well, first off, F one drivers, especially like Sainz and Lando Norris, and those guys are are big golfers. Um, because you know why not? Why not get out of an F one car and why not? That's that's hell to drive and hate your life even more on the golf course. Uh, but I, I think Netflix and sports is a combination that we haven't seen yet. 
and a combination that I think is Netflix's next horizon. And I think what, you know, we've seen obviously the docu-series that they've done. They've been extremely successful. I want to see, I want to see live sports. I want to see Netflix as a player for rights like NBA, NHL, NFL. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that that is their, the next horizon for them. I think they know it. Um, especially with their different ad tiers now, because you can watch games or you can, you can get Netflix with ads. So it makes sense to me that this is going to happen. And I think they're going to look at this. And then I, my belief is that they're going to start to target sports ratings or sports, uh, sports properties after this and compete with the big boys. They got to figure, they got to figure out the tech first. Like they got to yeah. prove that this stuff works. Their live shows have been terrible. In the yeah. Network. They, they haven't proven that you can have a million people on Netflix watching a live show at, at a time. Well, what, like what they the, haven't figured it what out was yet. The reality show that you and I, is it love is blind? That they tried a live show yes. with and they couldn't. Yeah, play. yeah. They did a li- Love is Blind live after show and it was a disaster. It's a disaster, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know, the thing is, I don't think people understand. Like, our show is essentially what they call live to tape. <laughs> so live yeah. to tape means um, you whatever you put out there is what goes out with minimal editing, right? It's the idea is to quick, quick turnaround. I don't think people understand how much of an art live is mm-hmm. versus recorded. Pain in the ass. Uh, I hate... I hate pre-recorded stuff. Like I, I, I love the fact that we do this show kind of live to tape. Anything pre-recorded or whatever, it means you got to take fifty fucking shots of it. It's got to be perfect. Like I, I don't have the patience for that. I don't care. <laughs> yeah, but that's not. That's because you got ADHD. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm just knowing what I am. McDavid, I McDavid hired the new coach, and I, I hate recorded shit. Okay, um, I know I have undiagnosed ADHD. I would just like Instagram and TikTok to stop clubbing me over the head with it. Uh, uh, confirming it. Can you please stop telling me every five minutes? Be, I- be careful about TikTok diagnosing anything. Yeah, yeah, but they're also like, here's a list of things you do, Steve. And I'm like, fuck. All right, fine. Adam was making a point. My point is. <laughs> uh, yeah, but I have ADHD. Live. And I can't fucking. Oh. So what Netflix is good at is the thing that I hate, which is multiple takes and whatever, getting it perfect. Yeah. Uh, perfect to me is imperfect. I love imperfect. <laughs> Netflix has to get used to imperfect. You have to get used to the fact that things are going to go wrong and you have to adjust. And they couldn't do that with Love is Blind. So I'm curious about this Golf F1 thing to see if they can manage it. Because if you do a live broadcast, there will be no perfect live broadcast. Something always goes wrong and something always threatens to derail. Like think about every time that you've done your Saturday night live stream, Steve. Oh, I know. There are some days, and I know this from behind the scenes, and it's not because of uh, it's lack of talent behind the scenes. It's just because shit goes wrong. Oh, there, those streams were hanging by a thread sometimes. You barely oh. got through them. It was, uh, well, I was off one week. And uh, Kipper and Bourne replaced me, and their shit didn't work. Well, so, and I was like, hey, I'm at home. You want me to just take over and do the rest of the game? So yeah. I did. So this is the point, right? I, I hope Netflix gets used to that. Live is exciting. It's a challenge. It's fun. It's by far the better way to do things anyway, because the energy's there, mm-hmm. unless it's like, you know, a cop drama or something like that. Um, so I'm, <laughs> I'm hoping that this, this is a huge success for Netflix, and I'm hoping that it means that they're going to start jumping on our rights. But Netflix, for me... Is like the to me, Netflix and the NHL make a lot of sense. And it, when the hockey rights deal is up in Canada, you want to win Canada and you're a streaming service, you want to dominate Canada, just buy the hockey package or buy a hockey package. Whatever happens, I just want people to have jobs. And I think you would, then if that's what you want, then I think that that Netflix would be very, I, I think Amazon, Netflix, all these companies are putting big money behind sports. 
So you want a streamer to jump in. They got way more money than the local broadcasters do. Yeah. So, Jesse, go ahead. Sorry. That's how I feel. Jesse, can you show the picture of Dry Saddle? Uh, <laughs> Hacking that, a bone? Yeah, no. <laughs> no. I'm joking. I'm joking. Um, do you guys play a lot of video games this year? Scott Shigemi is asking your pick for video game of the year. How about like your personal video game this year that you love the most? Do you have one? I'm still playing Red Dead. Oh, really? <laughs> I'm still playing. Like I just, uh, I don't have time to discover something new. Mm -hmm. I mean, I could discover something new. Here's the here's the problem with getting older is uh, you you can't play games online. You can't. Mm. Um, the kids are too good. The pool is too good. Uh, if it's me who plays it, you know, two or three times a week for an hour hour and a half at a time versus someone who plays it four hours a night, I'm going to get killed. Like, I thought I played a lot of Halo until I played it online. And I was just like, oh my God. Oh, like, oh my, like, I wouldn't want to dedicate the time it takes to be this good. To even, like, just not finish last in any given Because Leo might be like, I haven't seen my daddy in a long yeah. time. Yeah, this was like before he was born. Yeah. I was like, holy shit. And then, of course, you know, COVID hit. The period of COVID, when it first started, between from March until when I became a dad in June, I, that's the best I've ever been at Chell. There, ever. I've seen the memes of like uh, the the video game group chat during COVID and people like crying. Yeah, the, if that's when it flourished. <laughs> Dude, like that was the peak of video games in our entire life when everybody was at home. I yeah. watched that documentary. I'd watch that. Like we were all in the Disney bubble together like anyone who diminishes the bubble cup or the bubble uh larry ob didn't play video games during the pandemic that was the best era of video games ever seen on planet earth yeah. never to be replicated the lakers ever. the lakers championship is the i think one of the greatest championships because it's the most pure no. basketball all no. of those guys all they could do 24 7 was play and practice basketball yeah. they were at their peak after sitting for months you don't think these guys are rested and ready to go like it's it's the best we'll ever see them play did you see buddy from the clippers yeah it was lou will talking lou about will. That's, that's why we're talking about it. yeah he, he went out and tried to diminish that because the clippers like they clippered they and they fucking trying. flamed out. Yeah, no, they stopped trying but because they heard the bubble chip wouldn't <laughs> matter, so they stopped. The video game of the year? Uh, um, I don't know. Uh, Red Dead. Adam? I, I think... I, I mean, I'm going to give it to... Um, Five years old. <laughs> uh, Fallen Order, which is the Star Wars game. It's really good, although it does sometimes get to the point, I'm like, am I playing a Star Wars game or am I playing a puzzle game? And if you've ever played it, you know what I'm talking about. Like, So there's parts of it that are super satisfying. There's parts of it that are super annoying. I don't think this was a great year for video games. I really... I think hmm. there was a lot of... What? What, Drew? What, what's your pick? Spider-Man. Spider oh, Spider okay. Spider-Man 2. Oh. Apparently that's been great. I haven't played it. I, yeah, I might get Spider-Man because Leo is into Spider-Man. No, okay. So that, I think that makes sense. I've gotten into like nerdy games like that came out during the pandemic, like Banderlord and stuff like that. I've I never heard of that in my that life. game. It's so good. Good for you. It's the nerdiest freaking game you've ever heard. I think uh, Baldur's Banner Gate is going to be the one that wins everything. Um, it's, like a, it's like an Elder Scrolls type game where they kind of just drop you in and you know, you go and and apparently you can have video game sex. Uh, the cyberpunk. Uh, why? Why? Wh when did that become a thing? Ah, it's why? Why? why hey, you can customize your dick. Why do they have why? sex in movies, man? It's the same thing. Pupid, human no, it's beings not. are sexual. No, it's not. 
No one was ever like, these two characters have sex. Also, customize their dick. <laughs> well, the whole point was to get as deep as you could get with the, hey, what are we? Uh, too what far. They, that's too what they far. Wanted. They Go wanted back. to be able to customize everything. It's too like Cyberpunk. Same Go thing. back. I think the Cyberpunk extension did really well, too. Uh, but I think Baldur's Gate's going to Oh, I bet well. the extension did well. Jesse, do you have a pick? Uh, I played the F1 video game a lot this year, actually. Yeah. I think out of you customize your dick, <laughs> you customize the livery on the car. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> to be to be Did fair, you like it because I didn't buy it this year for the first time in a few years because I thought the last two years were the same game. Right, right. No, I did. I I just like the like I like the simpleness of just going there and driving around and turning off your brain. Like yeah. I like that for that's the game I played the most of the year. So I guess that'll be my pick. That's me kayaking in Red Dead. Yeah. Um. This is from Pet Truck. If you were the Leafs GM. What trade offer would you make Calgary for Zadorov and Tanev? So build your lease package for Zadorov and Tanev. Abrazizi and a fifth. Uh, something that they would accept. Okay, so here's <laughs> here's the conversation. You that can't I've say a seventh round having. Um, so it seems obvious. Treliving wants Zadorov and Tanev in the same deal. There's no way that deal can get done that I can see that doesn't involve Brody going the other way. Yeah. And it's that's really unfortunate because he's actually played well. Mm -hmm. Riley's played well. Um, they've played well together. And uh, like you're... It would improve the team overall. Like, let's say Brody is the only piece you lose from the roster, which I'll get to. Um, is losing Brody but adding Tanev and Zadorov overall an improvement? Probably. Is it a seismic one? Eh. I, like, if you're going for it, you'd like to have all of them. I wondered about something. Um, as much as... Um, as people are going to laugh, you're going to laugh at this. Sure. So I'll just straight up be, I'll be honest with you. Uh, does TJ Brody need to go S just to make the salary work? No. The guy that should go needs to go, but it means you'll pay more if he does is John Klingberg. And if the well, Flames are going to, it seems like the Flames are somewhat ready to, to take on a quick retool and get ready for that new arena, which they should, Right. They should. It'd be nice to have a last hurrah at the Saddle Dome. It but better to be, be honest, real quick. That well, I mean, it's a, what a two, three year turnaround. Well, so their first round pick in twenty twenty five belongs to Montreal. Okay, so this is where Toronto's first round pick in twenty twenty four might be of value, and I don't want to give it up too early, but I, I would just say this: if you can keep TJ Brody, which makes more sense on the on ice perspective, do you trade the lottery pick, which is the you know, the first, the, your first round pick, it's, mm -hmm. it's a lottery ticket. You don't know. Sure. And you, you move Klingberg instead, who makes 900 grand less than TJ Brody does. You get some salary retention from the flames. You'd need Abru's easy. You're going to have to add another asset, but like everybody's like, well, it's got to be TJ Brody. And I think that dates back to the Frank Saravalli report. If you want to make the team better, you keep TJ Brody. And, and, and my argument to Craig Conroy and, and they know each other well is listen, uh, it's you. We know where you're going. We understand that John Klingberg is not in your long-term plans. Maybe you could flip him at the deadline for like a second or a third round pick or something if he turns it around. Mm -hmm. Maybe not. Mm -hmm. But but I'll give you 
X asset. I don't know what the asset is. Abrazizi obviously is a part of it. Eric Francis tweeted about him. Eric Francis is pretty connected to the Flames ownership. Feels like that's a guy they're interested in because he played with Coronado. I just, to me, and I know Flames fans don't want John Klingberg either. This is not about what you want right now. This is about what you can get outside of John Klingberg. Klingberg just makes a salary work. Here's, here's what I'm trying to do if I'm Brad Treleving. I'm trying to do two things. Mm-hmm. One, keep Brody. Two, keep Fraser Minton. Because... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think Fraser Minton's the guy. I think it's going to be Abruzzi, Minton, That's the thing. I would want... Well, and a first? I don't know if the first is on that one. but I That's think, quite the package. That's quite the package, well. right? Yeah. Well, especially for guys that may or may not resign. I think Zadorov would probably resign here. I don't know about Tenev. Dan Milstein has a great relationship with, well, <laughs> Toronto, but Dubas left. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. And Zadorov um, is 28 years old. I mean, he would have a good relationship with Treliving as well on account of Treliving traded for him. Sure. And this would now be the second time. But now you're talking about a top four of, man, you're talking about a decor of Riley Brody, Zadorov Tanev, McCabe. Mm, Doesn't matter. Lilligren. Or Giordano? Like, if, if you're a Stanley Giordano Cup winning team, Holy shit. you're not giving up the defenseman that's playing on your top line and making life easier for Morgan Riley, finally. <laughs> finally. If and, you add Tanev and Zadorov to this and you keep Brody somehow, that's a really good decor. So, Brody may have to be involved. See, I don't think the Flames are punting. That's the problem. They are. I think they are punting. The, the I guess if you're good. getting rid of those guys, you have to. Yeah, the team's not good and no one wants to come back. The other like, the other guy I wonder about is Tyler Bertuzzi. Yes, uh, he makes some sense. Because so, the Flames can flip him to Boston for the inevitable whatever they're going to get. God, <laughs> please put a condition in there where you can't do that. Also, <laughs> like, Tyler Bertuzzi makes some sense for what the Flames want to be, at least for now. They do want to be tough to play yeah. against, and if you could get him motivated. He's looked better. Does he have any trade protection? Uh, yeah, I think oh, it's a set. Oh, he's got, no, he's got a full no move. Never so, mind. Is it Fuck full? It. Yeah. So that's out. Yeah, so that's out. Yeah. Okay. That's out. Sorry. Um, um, and I don't want to break up the Ford group. I think they've done well, but I just feel like, okay, he's, he's looked better. If this is a, if this is a go for it year and you have to think that it is, um, I think it's, I think the Leafs have to look at that. What about, nah, like I, I wouldn't say, trade, about, I, I wouldn't trade a first round pick to protect Fraser Minton. If that's the conversation we're having, uh, I don't know what he tops out at. I believe it's like a third ra- third line center is what scouts are saying he tops out at. I was if that's to- what it costs you, I'd take the lottery ticket and and at you know if you want to improve at the deadline, improve at the deadline with it. I was trying to talk myself into um, a Sammy Vladar mm-hmm. swap in there. I don't think that makes no. any sense for Calgary. Um, I mean, if you can ditch Klingberg, that's gonna cost a premium. Ugh. Oh, that's a tough one. I think the Klingberg piece, I think you'd overrate the Klingberg piece. Again, Flames fans would be really upset about this. But really, when the Leafs were doing this, we've seen this up close. We were taking on salary. It's like, okay, here comes Eric Brewer. Uh, Eric, Eric Ole Jokinen. Nobody, we had no use for those players. Their deals were expiring at the end of the yeah, year. The Klingberg deal, he would go to Calgary and then go to Calgary by way of another team. Like I if I'm know. them, I'm sending him out oh. for more draft picks. Of course. He's a UFA, right? There's a, that's a deadline rental. The interesting thing, though, is when the Leafs made those moves, like for Eric Brewer, that was much closer to the deadline, mm-hmm. um, whereas it's November. Yeah, but right? they, they'll have this asset and then come uh, February or March, they move them. Yeah. It's... I, 
I think I think it makes a lot of sense to hold on to TJ Brody, and I don't know why we're trading him so quickly. I think he's been a very good defenseman for the Leafs. He's been not great, but not bad, and I think that's exactly what you need in a role like that next to Morgan Riley. And then if you add Zadorov and Tanev, and then you have McCabe and Geo and Lilligren and everybody else, like that's a really good lineup Every, minus Klingberg. Everybody also asks or like acts like TJ Brody's like an immediate gone next year. I don't see that that necessarily is the case. He might even be. He might not be a $5 million defenseman anymore, but if you got him at three and a half, do you, do you keep TJ Brody? Absolutely. If he's willing to do it. Sure. Why wouldn't he? And he's you also want, guy. you want Brody for the playoff run. I think so. Like you, you want Lagason and Timmons as your extra and Lilligren when he gets healthy. And like, that's a really good defense core if they can just improve it slightly with a Zadorov and Tanev. And like, I think you got, the Leafs don't have a choice but to win in this I, little era here. Let me here. throw something at you. What's up? What if you throw the Montreal or sorry, the Calgary Flames a bone and you include Klingberg and Lilligren? Okay, so you retain fifty percent on both Zadorov and uh Tanev. Mm-hmm. It's just just enough to be what what is Klingberg? Four point 4.15. 4.15. So retaining half of Zadorov. And uh, Tanev, who add up to 8.25, retaining half would be 4.125. It's almost perfect if Calgary is down to try that. Well, and Calgary probably doesn't care because their deals are expiring. Yeah, they're retaining for this season, right? It's just this season, but then you're committing to... Like you're not going to recover this season, you're going to stink. Yeah, no, so, but that's we got to accept Calgary's not good. So, 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 how about this, Lilligren, 24 year old right shot defenseman with some mobility that you want to take a chance on? That feels like a fit to Calgary. RFA at the end of the season, yeah, and he's not going to make a crazy amount of money. So, Klingberg, Lilligren, he's also not going to crack the Leafs. Like Legacy's, <laughs> well, Legacy's probably earned that end of the lineup, end of the deep pairing spot. Honestly, right? yeah, that's a it's a. It feels cruel to say because he's hurt, but like, yeah, I, like I don't even think I said his name when we were no, doing the decor. You didn't. So exactly. <laughs> so it would be Riley Brody, um, Zadorov, Tanev, McCabe, Giordano, and Lagason, and Timmins, Connor Timmins. Oh my God! And who I also have ahead of Lilligren. Yeah. Before. So Klingberg, Lilligren, um, you'd probably have to throw Abrazizi in there. Maybe Minton. Probably Fraser Minton, unfortunately. Oof, a... You'd get to keep all your picks, ideally. That's one hell of a second round Or Zadorov, Tanev, both at retained. 50%. Somewhere between 45 and 50% retained. Love it. I would do that today. I would do that, too. Now, that's, that's a great deal. you just invented there. are going to hate it. <laughs> I think that's a good deal. Yeah. I actually do, because I do think that the star piece for the Flames is, yeah, whatever. Hopefully, we can get some asset for Klingberg. But... They get Minton you get, and Lilligren. You get Minton, who's a who's a guy that fits their window of the next group. You get He'll Lilligren, be a flame next year. You get Lilligren, who is a, a, a steady enough NHL defenseman who needs to show more consistency and will probably get more ice time to do it in Calgary. When his fucking ankle recovers. Yeah. That clean play. 100%. I, I just... I. There's part of that that makes sense to me, but we'll see what Calgary wants, right? And the, again, Flames fans in the compliment section, I'm sure, are not thrilled about that, but that's what a teardown looks like. Yep. Yeah, it and is. The, the other problem is the Leafs don't have a second round pick until 2027. That's okay. <laughs> yeah, they who needs it? That. No, you, I'm you just, just well, going after a Stanley Cup. Calgary. <laughs> It'd be nice to offer that up to Calgary. No, you could have a fourth. Not having se- any second round picks is why you have to 
trade prospects from your pool. I'm, yeah. Well, you have be fine. three fifth rounders. Yeah. What does that have to? Yeah. That's <laughs> when you're doing the thing in NHL GM mode, and you're like, okay, these three like, thirds are kind of like one second. Yeah. <laughs> no. You, but the fifth is from Lafferty, and so it's the trade tree, you know what, man. It, you gotta. It would have been helpful to keep Lafferty and maybe include him in this deal, but you know. <laughs> yeah. No. Crazy. No. Almost I, like I, Lafferty was a good player. I think we came up with a. If somewhat reasonable deal. Tell me why it's not reasonable. That's what I'd want to know. If it's not reasonable, tell me why. I got another question for you. Okay, guys. Go, go. This is from the CAC. The fate of the universe is at stake. Oh, gun to the Iguodala! <laughs> a game between the humans and the aliens determines our outcome. It's either a basketball game or a baseball game. Spaceship. You get to choose between the baseball game umped by Angel Hernandez oh. or, oh. or sorry, the basketball game. Hockey game. Hockey match refed by Wes McCauley. Mm. You taking a hockey game with Wes McCauley as I'll the take, head referee? I'll take the I'm, hockey game. I'm or taking the hockey game Wes with is better, Wes McCauley. Wes is better at his job than Angel is at his. A thousand percent. <laughs> it's crazy that Angel Hernandez, like, it. you know, the, the whole thing about, you know, when you're, at a, you're working at a big corporation and you see somebody who's terrible at their job keep getting promoted and you're like, or, or they're like the VP and you're like, wow, we've only lost money the last five quarters and they're getting a promotion. People do fail upwards. And Angel Hernandez is one of those guys. He's, listen, I've always said pro-union guy, but there's always some guy who anti-union people are able to point to and go, see, this is why they stink. And Angel, it's you. <laughs> you know, he's, he's one of the worst officials in any sport in the entire world. Yeah. He's terrible. The MLB would, knows, right? Would you take neutral soccer match? And then you get to pick which referee. Would you, would your opinion change if like you had to put Angel Hernandez uh, refing a soccer match or Wes McCauley off, refing I the soccer match? I wanted to be match? in Peru so that when we win, they shut off the lights. Um, <laughs> you, does your opinion change if the sport they ref changes? No, no, I no. think I think that Wes would be okay. Okay. <laughs> Just, he, <laughs> Wes sees things and does not call them. Yeah. Angel does not see the game. Problem. This is the key. <laughs> He doesn't see the game properly. Like Jesse, yeah. you played AAA ball. Uh, you you phrase it like Jesse, I, like you I played. Did you did like you play for the, baseball with three A's after it? Uh, you you, you act like I played for the Buffalo. Did Bison. you play for the All Ontario team or not? No, you were right I didn't there. Make, though, I was you? right there. I didn't make. I didn't yeah, make OBA. Okay. okay, so you were pretty good. Do I was you like feel 15. like. <laughs> do you feel like you could, if you really put your put your mind to it? Do you feel like you could do a better job? of umping an, uh, a game that Angel Hernandez in the next three years. Oh, if I get three years of practice? Three years of 100%, yeah. If I get three years of practice, yes. Yeah, so this is the thing. <laughs> Steve's talking about, like, Wes has different um, different bars of what needs to be a penalty based on whatever team he's refing. Um, Angel can't do it. No. Like, Wes can. He just chooses not to. They, like, John Boy had such a reasonable suggestion, like, why does he need to be behind home plate? Yeah, can't he be like a second base? Well, can't he be third base? And then he his biggest controversy this year was a third base with Bryce Harper. <laughs> Isn't there foul ball umps too, or is that the third base ump? In the, in base. the play in the playoffs, they add extra outfield or umpire, oh, umpires man. for the ones down the line. But during the regular season, it's the third base ump and the first base who got to turn around. Can you imagine a, a foul ball not called by Angel Hernandez? Like he, I, I yes. wonder. I, I legit sometimes I wonder. Like, does this guy need LASIK? Like I'm. Like you know what I mean? Like, I just don't think he gives a fuck. Oh, he gives a fuck. <laughs> what? 
What a great gig. What you get to go to baseball yeah. games for free and fuck it up and no consequences. Can you That's imagine amazing. what people must say to him from the stands? Oh, oh I, he's so yeah. indignant. He'd probably like it. Oh. He's, it's literally, he is the, he's got main character syndrome oh, to any, the moon. Every moment the camera is not on him is a, is a moment wasted. Yeah. <laughs> I don't I think I've ever heard five cameras. I don't think I've ever heard an interview with Angel Hernandez. Good. Do they interview umps? No. Yeah, but somebody must have talked to him at some point. Joe West, because he's an attention hog. But uh, other than that, no. <laughs> <laughs> he's also the worst. Um, and like arrogant about how he's the worst. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Maybe after this, I'll just look up some some people talking to Angel Hernandez video so I get a sense of what this guy's like. This is from Randy underscore is out. Is Mackenzie Blackwood worth a, Toron worth a Toronto first round pick if he continues to be a relative brick wall despite having probably the worst defenses ever in front of him? Um, There's other places they could spend that first. No, mm. I don't know if I would do it in net. I... The situation in net is not bad enough to warrant that. I also when that's I, fair. You mean with the with the Sharks? No, no, with the Leafs. With the Leafs. Like, oh yeah, that. Yeah, Sammy. Yeah. I mean, the Leafs are investing in Sammy. Um, there was an article. I think it was Jonas Siegel talking about like Nick Antropov is working with him, and like translating what goalie coach Curtis Sanford is saying to him. Um, they won a playoff series with him. You know, he was of all the guys. Who have tried to do it? He was the first to do it. Yeah, you know what I mean. Um, and then there's Joseph Wool, who looks like he's even better, even though he's been a little meh the last couple games. Like, there's there's reason to believe the Leafs have like a at least a league average tandem there. Um, I'd rather spend the first on something else. I think Joseph Wool is a lot better than people are giving him credit for. Give him a sack. This guy, this guy is going to be really good. Like, I, I really do. But with with the Leafs situation, like. Like, tell me a team, show me a team that doesn't have this happen to at least one of their goalies once a year. Like, look at the goaltending situation that Florida rolled into the playoffs with last year. Colorado last year with Georgiev, he had a horrible yeah. start. And then, and then Vegas, too. How many goalies they had to go through to figure out, you know, and then finally win the cup. And Georgiev um, led the league in wins, I think. The great thing about Sammy is first off that picture of him winning the belt was so fucking badass cold. on Instagram. So um, he's got strong, he's got strong brows. Um, the other thing I would say is that we've seen him do it. He can do it. Yeah. So like recently, too. I'm not worried about the Leafs goaltending. No, I'm. I'm, I'm worried about their Klingberging a little bit, but I'm I'm not worried about the goaltending. I th no, they played really well in front of Sammy. They put him in a position to succeed, and this year they've been trash. Yeah. So yeah. Th I think they're spending. Uh, lo looking at making a move on D is the right move. Yeah, and uh, they d they've needed that for eight years. Mm. A strong, like a big move on D. They have, they have. Next question: Do you think Connor McDavid, this is from Bush and Beers, winds up as the best player to never win the Stanley Cup? No, I think he will win a cup. Yeah, I, think I don't think it will be in Edmonton. He's too good. I don't know where it's going to be, but he's too good to never win one. No, I think he'll win. He'll win. And you know, the thing about Connor is he's so good. Like, like everybody talks about Leon in the playoffs, and they should. But Connor is also extraordinarily good in the playoffs. He does show up when it counts. Um, I mean, here's what's really interesting. Um, at what point does those two playing together become impossible? <laughs> you got a text from Drew. 
Matthews just he just said Matthews will be the best player to never win. <laughs> From Drew, that's a compliment. Yeah. yeah. Like, oh, yeah. That means you think so that he's means good. Matthews yeah. is better than Marcel Dion, Jerome Ginla. Hendrick Lundquist for sure. Lundquist. Definitely. Like it's pretty pretty big list of guys. That's a good list. One, yeah. The damn good list. Marcel Dion, man. Yeah. Oh. Like people are talking about uh, you know, what if McDavid requests a trade or what what if you know what if like the Oilers aren't going to be able to keep both guys. Surely not. Dry and McDavid? They're both going to be able to ask for more than what Matthews is going to get next year. <sighs> it's going to be tough. Dude, they're both UFAs. What is it, two years from now? Okay. How about this? 2025 season starts. 2026. We'll go even further. So 2026 might be what they ask for. 2026-27 season. Where are McDavid and Drysaddle playing? Edmonton? Or not Edmonton. Someone floated uh, the idea of L.A. And it filled me with rage. I'm going to say at least one of them's gone. I think Dreisaitl's gone. Hmm. Um, I think both will be gone if they don't win. But one of them will go. I mean, that's life, mm -hmm. right? It's like Matthews and Marner. They will be here forever. Well, they won't, actually. I hope Matthews is here forever. I don't think that they will both here, be here forever. No, eventually they'll... How do you work um, that exit? Is it a trade? Is it you let them walk because you're trying to win the playoffs and you just lose them? I think That's that, devastating. I think that you have to trade them. I think you have to trade... If Leon... Leon's going to be really interesting to watch. If the Oilers don't turn it around here, you're going to start to hear about that extension and the fact that he doesn't want to sign it. That's what I think is going to happen. If they don't start to win. If they win, they're staying. Mm -hmm. why, would, why would you leave? Mm -hmm. But... but I think that at a certain point, if you're like, if you're going, oh my God, we nothing is happening here. To me, Leon Dreisaitl is the big name. And if Leon goes, I think that it makes it more likely that Connor goes. Every dollar under $15 million McDavid signs for is a discount. Yeah. 25-26 is when Leon Dreisaitl is a UFA. He'll be 30 years old that year. He's making 8.5 right now and he's due somewhere in the $13, $14 million range. What's going to be hilarious is the first person to tweet, I wouldn't have given a 30-year-old an eight-year contract when Leon Dreisaitl signed somewhere. <laughs> um, I think I think that, yeah, I think that it's going to be very, it's going to be hard for the Oilers to, if they don't win, like you can only put so many people in positions of power to placate or make somebody happy. Leon, uh, how Leon much does Hyman make? Like the guy is most likely. Hyman's five point five until twenty twenty eight. Oh man, we're gonna reach the end of the twenty twenty five NHL season. That's two seasons from now, right? The Edmonton Oilers would have had Connor McDavid and Leon Drysaddle in their prime for all of their career for a total of. What is that? $21 million for the last couple of it. And if they don't win, that is a fail, complete failure as an organization. Cheaper than Matthews Marner. Yeah. Mm. Mm. The maximum they spent on those two guys over their entire careers was $21 million. That's bad. Do we want to wrap or do we want to have our fight? Oh, what? The Leafs should have made the damn trade for Hyman? <laughs> what? No, I don't want to do it. I don't want to get into that. It's boring. Um, is it? It is boring. It's boring. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think, listen, it's a huge <laughs> failure on... Yeah, this was right. I think it was a huge failure on the Oilers organization to to not, be, not have been in the Stanley Cup final already. Mm. It's already a failure. 
and not it is and like those guys close and look at uh, yeah i mean final the, four but then they didn't win again ken holland uh, i was talking about this on sunday on the jesse blake sports report um ken holland's beaten two teams since he's been general manager he beat la twice and calgary once oh <laughs> the other time they lost to the blackhawks in the bubble yeah. And then, uh, oh my God. that's it. How did that happen? In four, <laughs> oh my God. And then, yeah, that, that was the other playoffs. Yeah. Where they lost. The and then he was in 2019. So like, it wasn't yeah. close. It was no, it was yeah. really. Strange. Oh, and oh, I'm forgetting the jets. They got swept by Winnipeg. The four times he was in the playoffs, they beat the Kings twice. Calgary once swept by the jets, uh, destroyed by the Blackhawks. What was the problem? Can't defend. Like Make it's it it's been an awful time. So it's in been a, it's it honestly like and with that talent and listen, I thought the Leafs should have got past the first round of the Canadian division as well. The fact that it wasn't Leafs and Oilers in that second round is so <laughs> fucking embarrassing. Oh, oh yeah, like it's so that like poor on Mark Shifley and 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 Jake Evans should have never met. There's no way they should have ever played That's a game so, against each no, other. That fucking Montreal run. Oh, I'll God. never get it. I'll what never understand breaker. it. Yeah, well, Carey Price. Yeah. Uh, no. I, well, Carey <laughs> no. Price, Shea Weber playing on one leg. Um, no. The, like the first period of game five, the Leafs let Joel Armia <laughs> run him over like a Jeep that lost its wheel. Who? Joel Armia. <laughs> and I was watching and I'm like, oh, okay, maybe it's just one period of this. And then it just kind of kept going. Welcome to the Armia show. Like, <laughs> Carey Price was the reason the Habs won that series for one period of, of games five, six, and seven. The overtime of game six. That was it. The rest of it, the Leafs were just hog shit. Fuck. I, th I think, and then uh, they handled Winnipeg, and yeah. then they handled the Golden Knights. For anybody that's wondering, by the way, uh, we are also them. embarrassed by Toronto's lack of success. I'm just oh, saying, yeah. with the Oilers, they objectively have two better players than the two best players on the Toronto Maple Leafs, and they do right now, or at least they did um, last year. If you go off last, Austin year. Leon's a close one. Yeah, I think so. Um, but I think you see Leon in the playoffs and how great he's been, yeah. McDavid in the playoffs and how great he's been. I think that. If if it has not crossed both of their minds multiple times, even in the last week, I would be shocked. I would be. Put Austin with McDavid. I bet he puts up pretty decent numbers. Uh, yeah, I'd love to see that. And I do feel like, <laughs> listen, man, we, uh, you guys can can tell me I'm wrong here, but we all You're saw wrong. Connor McDavid's face when that ball didn't come up Toronto to be the first overall pick. We all saw the face. He was mad. So he's coming. I, I, I think, listen, he was mad. I was there. Everyone, was they don't win about how he was mad. He was mad. They don't win. Toronto seems like a pretty obvious destination, doesn't it? Do you guys want to get McDavid Leaf jerseys for Christmas? No, <laughs> no, I don't want to be that asshole. No, I do not. And listen, I'm not rooting for it. I, I like our stars. I like their stars. I would love to see a Leafs Oilers uh, finals. I would love that. You know, what's going to be despicable? What? When Marner wins a cup in Edmonton. No. <laughs> you think he's going to Edmonton? Mm. We'll have the cap space. Well, I, I do feel like there's a there's a there's a reality where McDavid and Matthews are playing together on the same team every night. I yep. think that's a reality. In, if the Oilers don't win, they gotta win. In LA. In LA, yeah, you know what? That too could be. First line, McDavid, Matthews, McKinnon. Yeah, McKinnon. All right, let's wrap it up. Um, Steven, 
Have mm. a safe flight. Producer Drew, have a safe flight. Yep. Try the meatballs. I hear they're Swedish. Yeah. Oh. I will. And also, I won't have to drive in Toronto for several days. No, but you got to drive home now, and then you got to drive to the airport. Podcast. Follow the guys on Twitter at Steve underscore Dangle at Adam W Y L D E and at Jesse Blake. Connection complete.